The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Takes you back a few years ago against Kazuchika Okada. Yeah, first of all, and perfectly setting up to your point right outside the jaw. Looks like he's gonna go for it again. Yep, he went for it, but Page was one step ahead. Standing switch, Page in. Blind side. Full Nelson. Ethan Page. Sending to the mat, oh. Kenny goes up top. I don't know what Kenny's got planned, but Ethan's gonna bring him down. Iconoclasm, and yeah, DDT. In the center of the ring, far away from the ropes. One, two, no! So close for Ethan Page. Man, what a matchup. What a program we have had, and we still have another match in the tournament. The Continental Classic to go with Brian Danielson and Andrade Oedolo. You've got to give Ethan Page his due here. 
with the damage after being put through the table. We must not forget that. Right. He's still hanging in there for one of the greatest performers of his generation. Yes, he is. That's a great call. And now, he told me last Saturday, about 6 p.m., he went out and made the challenge, and he felt great, 100%. And then Thursday, everything that happened in that flawed contract signing. He's been more than tough, though, here. Omega. Gonna go up top now. Tired of Moonsault. Page one step ahead of Nat. And now Page tried to pump kick. And, oh, a snap dragon right out of that. That's one since Kenny May tried again. He's got a pretty good position here on Page. He is gonna try it again, it looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Page trying to just fight it off. And he did. Wild swing, but here it comes again, another one. Boy, Kenny snaps those off, doesn't he? So fast. Stephon Smith is checking in with Oligo Ethan Page. As Omega goes back to the attack, as you take a look at our great crowd here at the Bell Center on this Saturday night in collision. And Kenny Omega again goes up top. Hamilton's Ethan Page, Winnipeg's Kenny Omega. What could you imagine what AEW in Winnipeg would sound like with Omega? Oh my goodness. Canada is coming unglued here in Montreal. They're loving this. We're gonna be it. Oh, wait a second. What is this? Oh, wait a minute. We're getting that. Oh! Just look at this, the height and the impact all the way down. You have to think if Page could have got over a little quicker to get the cover. Maybe that would have been three, I don't know. As we announced on Wednesday, we're going to be coming to many cities in Canada in 2024, including our first trip to Vancouver. Look at this. Omega. Uh oh, oh one-winged angel. Page spikes him up, throws him up, one, two, and two. Didn't win. Everybody has the counter for the one-winged angel. No! The big boot. One, two. Kenny escape, throws him up, one, two. No! So close on either end, oh. Kenny. With another big trigger, here comes yet another one. Now he's got him staggered. Now he's got him up. Here he goes. One-winged angel got him. One, two, three. Whoa, what a match. Win of this match, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega gets the victory. Standing ovation here in Montreal. There is no other wrestler alive who can do what Kenny Omega can do. I put half a comma on there because Will Ospreay's in that conversation as well, but my God, what a phenomenal athlete, a once-in-a-lifetime wrestler. Gosh, Ospreay making his way to AEW in the new year, but before then, with a little bit of Clara on his lip, Omega, the cleaner, picks up the victory tonight to become the second-best wrestler in Canada today. Being helped up by Kenny Omega, 
arm rates high. Ethan's still in a lot of pain. What a match. and welcome to the aftermath of AEW Collision. Yes, folks, say it with me after the collision. We sift through the wreckage. The wreckage brought to you by channelattitude.com. Please subscribe for $5 a month at the Hami Media Group. This is the wreckage with me, Christopher Ams. That's A-M-B-S like Lambs with Noel or bullshit first thing in the morning. Don't worry if you ever forget how to spell my last name. I'll just remind you at the beginning of every fucking show I do. Jimmy's AI is acting up. We uh, we have it under good authority that he'll be showing up eventually here. But, you know, Australia, AI, is trying to figure out how to boot himself up. But joining me to start the show, the MVP, the EVP, the VET, Vet. Hello, Vet. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hi, Chris. Good to see you again. Hi. That is sounding like he's an AI, too, which is fun. Uh, <laughs> How's your week well, been, Vet? Well, uh, it's been pretty, um, uh, 
pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good week. All things considered. Good deal. Good deal. Have Have you had a chance to to watch the uh, the NXT pay per view from last night? Absolutely not. It was everything I could do to cram Collision in. <laughs> well, that's okay. You're not missing much. <laughs> Let's just uh, yeah, say I'm not looking forward to it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh man. Man, you know, I saw, I was just I saw Punk and Shawn Michaels. I did see that. Yeah, and 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 Punk was wearing a Bret Hart hoodie. So, uh. right, he's been wearing that. He's been wearing that since Friday. <laughs> uh, I love it. Shawn was like, ah, oh, no, what's that about? Uh, I love it. Good stuff. Um. Anyway, Jimmy, if you're still on there, can you turn the fucking music down? God damn it. Thank you. Didn't think about that part. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. We already got Lab Rat and Zane in the, in the chat. Welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to everybody who hasn't showed up yet but will. To all of you people, welcome. We are happy to have you. Um, yeah, well, let's uh, let's go ahead and talk a little bit, I guess, about uh, about wrestling wrestling news um wwe can use yeet again hooray man that was a little touch and go there for a second i was worried yes yeah because wwe doesn't like win lawsuits or anything it was it's a real chance that they weren't going to be allowed to use it Uh, I and that's all the news we have this week. Uh, <laughs> and that's been your news for wrestling. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah but uh, but okay. Also, um, I guess we'll talk about it a little more uh, after we go over the main event. But then, mm-hmm. can can Brian Daniels keep from getting injured? Like, no. Holy fuck! <laughs> no, he cannot. Uh, well, you know what he'll do? He'll just fine everybody who injures him. Andrade's got a fine, and uh, yeah, he's gonna fine him for for injuring him. Fuck that guy. Um, also, I guess Br- Brian Danielson is the hall monitor of AEW, so that's good. Here. <laughs> yeah, or the um, appointed or self-appointed scapegoat for everything. That's that's been what what I've been thinking about too is, you know, there's a. What's been happening very much seems like Tony Khan trying to save face, right? I mean, it started with, you know, like oh, you know, we we had to do it. It was it was the only thing that we could do because I was I feared for my life, and then even his own talent were like, that's nonsense. Like I remember I remember reading fucking comments from Samoa Joe and just being like. Well, I didn't fear for mine. That's all I can say. <laughs> like, that's like the nicest way of Samoa Joe just being like, you're a pussy and you, your, your life wasn't in danger, you fucking thing. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, since then it's been a lot of, you know, oh, it was, a, it was, it was a, a joint decision. The decision was out of my hands. It was like, you know, and now it seems more and more like we're hearing you know, Brian Brian Danielson basically fired CM Punk, and I didn't know anything about it. And I just showed up to work a couple of days later, and 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 they told me, Tony, we we fired CM Punk, and 
and I had to go with it because they had me over a barrel and I couldn't I couldn't reverse the decision or anything like that seems to be the fucking attitude out of AEW right now which is just I mean <laughs> come on guys fuck the the timing of it is very suspect you know you could have you had plenty of time weeks months even where you could have said any of this stuff but it's only after he makes his debut for wwe that this stuff comes out which you should just do like what you've been doing and pretend like none of this ever happened i mean that would have been the move um i think the thing that uh you know internet marks are always going to take everything that any any little morsel of information that comes out and they're going to run any which way with it right but i think the real problem is ultimately tony came on television and said the decision was mine alone if he had never said that already in public yeah on a broadcast then you know maybe any of this would be a little more palatable but you said that so now either that was a lie or this is a lie so i think it's it's probably a case of like you know the way i take it is ultimately it is his decision just like everything else is yeah um and if that's the case if you're going to be the guy that takes everything on your shoulders it's my company it's my money it's my creative it's my you know everything then I don't need to hear about your committee. I don't need to know who was on your committee. I don't need uh, Brian Danielson being on the committee. Okay. That's the only person we even know Th there was a third guy that they didn't even name. So it's like, what good is any of this? Um, unless you're just trying to make excuses for, for no one, you owe no one an explanation. You owe no one an apology. You made your business decision. Doesn't matter. Even if it was somebody having tony over a barrel it's still he's the face of it it's like the way we blame our president for everything that happens in this country whether he has anything to do with it or not y you are the face of it vince mcmahon was the face of it everything's his fault um you take Thanks, all the credit Obama. you get all the blame yeah so um so with with that you know all all that is just you know my main point is you don't have to come on TV and say anything or explain anything to anybody. But if you do, you better stick with whatever you, you know, whatever you throw out there. I think uh, that's just me as a, a person that tries to have integrity. Um, I try to stand by the things I say and, you know, I, I'm not even in those kind of position of responsibilities. If yeah, I were, I certainly would be even more um true to my own character so i would just suggest that maybe just don't say things in public anymore uh if you don't if you don't like the backlash if if twitter hurts your feelings if any of the stuff makes you uncomfortable or stressed stressed out or any of these things you don't you don't have to be out there doing it man it's, no, it's good to promote things but you don't have to be like saying a bunch of bullshit either yeah no 100 percent. and like you said he doesn't really owe anyone any explanations there's not a board of governors for AEW. he's the man he's the guy that's his fucking business right 
That's like, you know, if somebody came up to my dad and tried to tell him what he was doing with his business wrong, my dad would just get the fuck out of here. I don't give a fuck what you have to say, right? That's my business. I can do whatever I want, but there's, there's just something to it. And there's, there's a couple of things. There's a couple of points I wanted to hit on from what you said. First of all, the ability to say I was wrong. I'm sorry is shockingly low, like in today's modern era, like and it's something that we really need to bring back, like with full force, the ability for somebody to say, you know what, I made a mistake and I'm sorry. And I know I can't fix the problem or whatever, but I, I want you to know that I understand I made a mistake and I'm sorry for it. You know, that's not something that needs to be said at all times. And I'm not saying that more people should apologize for things because God knows people keep trying to apologize to cancel mobs and it doesn't fucking work. But, you know, if you're in a situation where you really did make a mistake and you really do understand that you made a mistake, it's okay to just say, all right, mea culpa, my bad. That's my fault, right? Um, and then second, the idea that people just take whatever they hear on the internet and just run with it. I've been watching Twitter, like just... I, I go on Twitter and I see conversations that my friends are having because I don't bother talking to fucking people I don't know on Twitter because fuck that. I don't have the time or the energy for it. But I go on there and I'll see see Jimmy arguing with some fucking schmucks on Twitter. And I just laugh at the shit that they're fucking talking about. I've seen people already this week say that, oh, AEW was under uh, representing their money and really they made closer to $400 million. And I'm like, Uh did they? Did they now? And then you know, on the other, and then on the other side, there's me, right? There's me who's looking at it, and I'm going, okay. I mean, okay, a private company who have absolutely no, no need to announce their, you know, their profits other than just to show off to the internet. They're telling me that they made 145 million dollars, but they're not showing me any books. They're not showing me anything to show that they did that. I don't believe you, right? Like my 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 base level on that thing is like I don't believe you unless you show me the fucking books, right? That's one thing that WWE has to do because they're a publicly traded yeah, company, public. right? So they have to show me this is what this is what we made, this is what we spent, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And and they're still lying, but go yeah. ahead. And it's still bullshit. Exactly. There's still a thousand different ways the companies can can fudge the numbers, right? Oh, oh, that was a mistake four years later when there's a fucking investigation or whatever. And by that point, you've already spent the people's money who invested in your company, et cetera, et cetera. I get it. I get how Wall Street works. You fuck people as often as you possibly can. But that's a very good example of what you're talking about where like people will hear something on the internet and just go in wildly different directions. Right. I've heard people say, really, they made $400 million and really they made minus $800 million. And like, you know, Tony Khan's broke now. And it's like, it's just like, Jesus fucking Christ guys. Can we, can we just, can we just pump the brakes a little bit? Like it, it's okay to just say, this is what was reported and just move on, you know? It, it doesn't have to be an argument about every fucking thing. Um, but anyway, yeah, Jimmy, just, just fucking arguing with the dumbest. Do you love it? People. Do you love it when people argue using um, 
they use a a fact a quote-unquote fact that they heard somewhere but could never possibly personally know as part of their argument you know to like try to win an argument those are definitely my favorite yeah i i know for a fact i'm not going to tell you where i heard this from but i know for a fact that you know and it's not just idiots it's not just fucking idiot marks on the internet who do that dave fucking Meltzer does that do you know what i mean like people who are supposed to be respected respected in the wrestling journal in the wrestling journalism bubble you know they they make up fucking stories chris is chris's just, speech from here henceforth will be in quotes <laughs> the whole quotations thing quotes. everything's in quotations fucking everything um but you know like he's like oh like well, well you know what really happened was and what he means by what really happened is this is what the young bucks told me about the situation that's all mm-hmm. he means there's no there's no legitimacy right. to that it's just like okay mm-hmm. my sources you mean the young bucks that's what you mean that that is yeah. what you're talking about it's the boys yeah. it's and i mean no offense cuz you've been one of the i boys, asked around right? Uh, I called around, I asked around, one Jackson, then the other Jackson. Yeah. The boys can be full of shit, Bet Mm -hmm. Like, like a lot of times, they don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. So we're getting second and third and fourth-hand information from people who are making things up, or who have a bone to pick, or who have a conflict of interest, or whatever, and that's what we're supposed to believe in the wrestling journalism bubble. And it's like, man, people need to just you know, have a healthy amount of skepticism for what they fucking read on the internet. And that's bad enough, but now everybody's eating off that table and I don't like it. Um, where Dave went wrong in my opinion is he, besides his opinions of matches and chronicling like you know the history of things like the trying to do his best to get like the attendance and the gates and just just basically just the facts like reporting those type of things the minute he started whenever it was it could have been from the beginning i don't know i never read the observer in my life but whenever it was that he you know mixed in the rumors and the gossip in like what people were telling him no matter even if he got like a way higher percentage of that stuff basically right he should just left that out you know but at least back in the time when he was doing that he was kind of the only one doing it so he carved out his place and whether you like him don't like him whether you take or leave what he says he earned that right he's he's able to start his own cottage industry why shouldn't he somebody was going to why not him you know and then the the kellers of the world ate off that table and whatever and and now you know, we've got this fucking these these housemans and these saps and these other people that's just like, uh, yeah. Even when I try to avoid it, you can't fully avoid it. Um no. but that's okay for me. I'm just worried that you know, you've now just like with anything, you've got a generation just growing up on this, and they just think that's how things are. And then you see how much it's really not that right i'll give you an example this is uh this is a perfect example of how that world is not the wrestling fan base you saw smackdown right mm-hmm. what happened when cm punk dropped the line about punching people in the face what kind of uh, reaction I mean, did he get with that yeah he got like a half a crowd to react maybe 
Is the rest of them had no he idea got nobody to react. <laughs> he just stood there awkwardly until people started chanting CM Punk while you could hear a pin drop. Because <laughs> it was it's like I was saying the whole time for everybody that was saying that's the money, that's the money and I was I felt like I was the only one saying there's no money in that because nobody knows about that kind of shit cuz only the most, you know, like hardcore of the internet bubble is paying attention to the backstage stuff and most people just watch the TV. And that kind of proved it. Like I felt vindicated oh, yeah. in that moment because it was CM Punk. a great CM line, Punk. but it fell flat. He would have gotten a better fucking reaction if he had said some undercut, some undercut, underhanded fucking thing about how he was going to punch Triple H in the face. That would have gotten yeah. more of a reaction from the general audience because that's who people know. Yep. So, so, but that, that's the whole thing. Like that, that culture has even twisted, you know, people who are supposed to know better into their whole way of thinking changes. They think that, you know, that they, they can't separate this small niche, niche, niche of a niche of a niche from what the average person that likes wrestling thinks about wrestling. So, right. In in that sense, I wish Dave had just been more of a history chronicler and less of a, you know, don't worry about what was going on behind the scenes, supposedly. You could ask the guys if you wanted to know for yourself, but reporting on it hasn't hasn't really helped anything. So that kind of sucks. Um yeah. and and it's only gonna get worse now because you know, like I said, now that there's all these people eating off the table and they have way bigger followings, you know, for some reason, people would much rather, you know, pay two or three times what a channel attitude subscription costs to hear guys that know less. And, uh, oh, it's shocking. You know, it's, and, you they're, know, they're not helping. So, you know, you made a point, you made, you made, you made a point about, you know, people from that world, right? Like a Sean Ross Sap, for instance. And I'm going to pick on Sean for a minute here, right? Even though I have no personal fucking beef with Sean Ross Sap, I don't know the guy. I've never, I've never interacted with that fucking guy. But recently, I was, I was scrolling through my Twitter feed, and I see that Vince Russo has a tweet where I guess Sean Ross Sap, Sean Ross Sap is saying that he knows as much as Vince Russo about wrestling, or he's somehow comparable to Vince Russo when it comes to wrestling, dude. Whether you love him or don't, Vince Russo was the main writer for the two biggest wrestling companies of all time ever at what was essentially their peaks. You don't know as much as that fucking guy. And it's okay to just say, listen, I have some problems with the way that he that he booked a few things. I think that he that he needs somebody around to to sort of help mold him, you know, because he kind of he tends to get like a little too creative or whatever. You can you can criticize a person, but still keep it in the bubble of like, but at the end of the day, that guy did all of this in professional wrestling, and I basically have a fucking blog. Like, it's okay to just say, no, I don't know as much as Vince Russo does about professional wrestling. So, Sean, I don't know you, but shut the fuck up if you think you're comparable to Vince Russo. Well, you know, saying stuff like that, like, it gets you over. And, uh, I mean, to the people that you're already over with, I guess. But 
I mean, was anybody on the fence of unsubscribing from Sean Ross Sapp and Fightful Select? Uh, but then he buried Vince Russo and then they renewed their subscription. Like, ah, good. You know, like, I'm glad I there's still some good in the world. I can, I can give him my 10 bucks or 11 bucks or whatever it is. Like, thank God he buried Vince Russo. It, it doesn't, um, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's almost too easy. You know, I'll like I'll tell you, man, I, I see people constantly. That seems to be like the safest fucking thing in all of the wrestling bubble. It's like if you're a complete fucking idiot, you know nothing about professional wrestling. You've shown yourself to be immoral, untruthful, and unknowledgeable. But you really need to get yourself out of a jam. Just say something rude about Vince Russo, and everything will be all right. It's the it, it's the weakest fucking reaction I ever see online when people are just absolute fucking morons and their reaction to everything is oh but but Vince Russo's dumb right guys <laughs> it's like fuck off you unoriginal fucking hack. Speaking of hacks, look who's joined us. Hey, there's Jimmy. Speaking of guys that argue on the internet. Look who's here. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm an idiot, man. I don't know why I'm getting involved in this shit, but I'm trying to be as nice as possible, Vet, online. So I'm giving little jabs in a nice way, Vet. I, you know, I say Ulsa. Don't let these motherfuckers get to me. I'll just chill. But what you guys are talking about is spot on, man. 100%. I'm actually man, liking I, this argument. I, I responded to Jeff twice on Twitter the other day, and it you took did? all my strength. Really? What did he do? And I know Jeff. What, what, what but like now? the I'm... most I ever like to do is just like maybe one response and then out, you know? Responding <laughs> a second see... time, that's just <sighs> I never wow. see you say shit really online, man, when it comes to, you know, arguing about wrestling. Never, not once. Well, like 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 Chris, I I observe. I'm a wrestling <laughs> observer, so to speak. Um <laughs> literally. <laughs> Yeah, I'll let you guys talk about it. I'm certainly not going to respond uh, to anybody I don't know, you know, like you do or like Chris says. But, um, but yeah, it's that's not what it's for. Social media is there for watching other people be idiots and then not saying anything, and uh, you know, making a joke to the people that you do know, like the people that you know in real life that follow you on there. You make you may jump in on their post and comment and make a joke. Uh, or you are there to promote something and that is it. If you actually are on Twitter or in a comment section on YouTube or Instagram or anything, and you actually type out like sentences and or paragraphs in a, in a conversation with somebody cringe, cringe. You're wasting That's your true. fucking time. Yeah. You just seeing what, words, just seeing blocks of text on social media is cringe. It's like, yeah, be quiet. Do you do you not know, understand? Be quiet. Like stop it. No one cares. Um, and and if you read it, um, that's sad too. Don't read it. TLDR. <laughs> move on. Well, that's my problem, dude. When I see some stupidity out there on the net, it just drives me Can't nuts. Can't you just dude, shake man. your head and and scroll on? Oh, I know. I know. I I I used to stay away from it recently. Like back. Don't get me wrong. I used to argue all the time. Then I stopped. And then for some reason lately, I've been getting right back into it and it's fucking stressing me out because some of the stupid shit that I've been reading is drawing me banana. I'm just saying. All right. <laughs> you know, I oh, actually... You just got a huge social media spike because a cat walked into the frame. 
There's a cat. Hello, Peanut. There's a cat. Hey, use that. Black Watch the view that. count go up, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. We're going to hit 400,000 viewers now. Thank you, Revamped. Thank you. Good girl. <laughs> Good and girl. I am me. I'm always me, Aaron. Come on, man. Like she said, happy she was a monster you, as a kitten, by the way. This cat was like the most evil little fucking shit ever. But basically a gremlin. A four-legged gremlin, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> and now that she's old, she's like really chill and nice. How and old? it's like she's a totally different cat. So How good. old is she? Thank you. Thank you for not being evil anymore. Um, She's, I want to say seven, eight. Ah, like she's that. young, dude. Yeah. She's she's young. Believe me, man. She looks very black, like very, um, you know, healthy. How dare you? Uh, No, but yeah, wow. she is. She's very black. God um, damn it. I can't even call a cat a... A black cat, right? I mean, <laughs> no, it's racist. Right. <laughs> Fucking racist, Jimmy. Um, oh, God. Yeah, man. You know what? Actually, speaking of speaking of Jeff and saying things, um, he had a he, he actually. I used his tweet to 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 big up this show. Actually, uh, this week, oh. he he was saying, "Oh, the I'll, I I've seen I've seen so many uh, social media posts about." about uh the pay-per-view and about uh was it was there a fucking tna pay-per-view or whatever too yeah there uh, was, last there night was. and he's like he's yeah. like but i but the only thing i've seen about collision is is a tweet from tony khan and i i tweeted back and i was like wait collisions on and i knew he was gonna respond to me because he knows that i have this show so he said yeah don't you have a shift tomorrow covering it and i was like i do in fact at 10 a.m on channelattitude.com <laughs> we're after like, the collision he should have said yeah, that like, like this is what we uh, do right that's what social media should be used for right mm-hmm. there fucking promote yourself and shut the fuck up well i don't know if you guys noticed or not but shout outs to r to the b to the v who said in on facebook in the in the group chat that um Everybody feel sorry for the three of us that have to watch AEW on the weekends. And uh, I just jumped in before and I'm like, well, after the collision, we sift through the wreckage. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, yeah. FML, fuck my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Boy, there's too much wrestling on for one weekend though, guys. I mean, when you've got a TNA pay-per-view, uh, WWE, NXT, PLE, the collision... I mean, is there anything else I'm missing? There's probably more. There's just too much in one day, man. I mean, what does everyone have to do shit on the Saturday? What's wrong with you? Yeah, I don't know, man. Poor, you know, like there, there's some weekends where nothing happens, and right. and when when there's nothing on the weekend, don't you feel weird? Don't you feel like you're missing yes. something? You're like, wait, oh, did I forget? Did I forget right. a show or something? Like, what happened? Why is there nothing? Uh, and then one, and then one weekend will be like three shows. It's like, what yeah, are you it's doing? Stupid. So everyone's an idiot. Like seriously, every wrestling company right now have lost their minds. I don't know Dude, what the hell's just, going on, but yeah. There's just this is what I think about all the wrestling going on right here. Cat butt. What? Um but, cat butt. Um <laughs> listen, I honestly though, we had this conversation last night, Jimmy, uh, when we were reviewing NXT. That there yeah. is too much fucking wrestling on TV, man. Like, there's just even for people who like wrestling, there's too much wrestling. People yeah. talk about superhero fatigue. Super superhero fatigue has fuck all on wrestling fan fatigue, man. <laughs> I'm tired. Like, I don't. 
I don't want anymore. And now we're hearing, oh, TNA signed a deal with Endeavor. And that's uh, and Jimmy was asking me about a fucking invasion, a TNA invasion. Of it. I know it's I'm not going like, to happen. I'm putting it out there, Casey. You know? I'm just putting I'm just it out like, there. Fuck off. Can can we just merge TNA with, with NXT and it can just be one fucking show that I have to watch? That's it? That'd be great. Can we just do that? Fuck. Well, Revamped has some conspiracies going on here. And he likes to say... All the companies are in cahoots to make the fans poor. I mean, how much money does the average fan have? Disco Inferno said that the most wrestling fans are poor, so it doesn't make sense. This, Come on, we're not that poor, are we? Disco Inferno says a lot of things. Disco, yeah, Disco Inferno you, says that's that's a surefire way for my brain to shut off. You know what's funny about Green Gilberti or Gilberti, whatever you want to say? I remember a time. Do you know who his favorite wrestler was at a time? Believe mm. it or not, take one guess. Brad Hart. Either one of you. Kenny Omega. Yes, uh, I on. said Kenny Omega. You tell him that now, he'll deny it. But I listened right. to that interview where he said that, and I'll never forget it. Well, that just made me respect uh, Glenn Gilberti a little less. So <laughs> You never, never take any kind of advice from somebody that lets Rotten Tomatoes dictate their viewing habits. That's good. Nice, nice. Yeah. That's that was a zing, right. a good zing, for sure. <clears throat> all right guys do you want to do you want to talk about collision we're supposed to yes yes all i right. can't wait we're supposed to <laughs> all right so we begin with intro promos from ethan page kenny omega brian danielson andrade cesaro i'm gonna keep calling him cesaro because malachi black called him cesaro live on television last week it was funny um and eddie kingston mm. yes we have to aaron <laughs> Eddie Kingston, huh? Well, I was excited, and then you said Ethan Page did a promo, and I almost fell asleep right here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna hate what I have to say about that match because I actually don't mind uh, Ethan Page. Um, all right, so to begin with, we have Claudio Pasta Cagnoli <laughs> versus uh, Eddie Kingston for the thousandth fucking time. So yeah. third time, uh, third well. time. Is it really only the third time? It does feel like the thousandth time. How many times have they wrestled in the last six weeks? Honestly. Also, they just had a blow-off match that was supposed to blow off their feud. Well, and, like, they, completely they blew each other it. off? It was, that, that was supposed to be the end of the feud between these two. And now they're having a meaningless match in a meaningless tournament. For a It's not meaningless. Fucking it has lots of meaning. This yeah. meaning is about three points. And the tournament <laughs> is about a triple crown championship. That's right. Also, we're told about 700 times by the announcers that uh, Eddie needs to win to stay alive. So I wonder how this match will go. There's been so many surprises so far from this tournament. Just mm. kidding. Um, <laughs> by that, I mean there's been no surprises at all. One At one point, though, Nigel did say something that I loved. Um, Eddie strapped on a submission really, really sloppily. And Nigel, <laughs> Nigel says, and I quote, certainly not expert applied, but <laughs> oh, that dry humor that the Brits sometimes come with is just fucking wonderful for this kind of situation. And that made me laugh. Uh, the finish of the match is two minutes before the end. Eddie counters a pinning attempt into one of his own, and he beats Claudio Noli. For, for the three points. So he stays alive in the tournament. Yay. 
Shocking. Do you remember what I said? Do you remember what I said about who's going to win this damn tournament? Yes, I remember what you said. Mark my words, it'll be Eddie Kingston. I don't. I, please don't let it be fat. Yeah, he ain't winning um, the tournament. Ah, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Remember, I said it first. Yalla. Eddie Kingston is a guy who he. I don't like the way he's working lately. We'll put it that way. I don't like the fucking machine gun shops. I don't like that everything is about some retired Japanese guy's moves that he saw in Japan a long time ago and whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't like Eddie Kingston's stuff in that sense. But I understand how you use Eddie Kingston. And you don't use Eddie Kingston to win an athletic you know, competition a, you know, tournament like this. You use Eddie Kingston... <laughs> If you want him to win a big match, it needs to be an emotional situation, right? Eddie Kingston needs to win because of his heart and his toughness, not because he's and a better him. athlete than the other people in the tournament. Um, so, yeah, him winning this tournament would be pretty bad booking, I think, un unless there's a really good explanation as to why. Well, the he, correct he way. Scraped. Sorry, the correct okay. way for Eddie Kingston to be used in this is to get close and then break everybody's heart. Aww. Like when you think yeah. he's first, you put him down, then he starts to come back. And then like at the last, whatever the last thing is that decides it, he doesn't do it. So even if he might come out of this block, you know, like maybe he actually wins the blue block and then he'll get, to the thing because it's two of his titles are on the line and the third one is just made up out of thin air so that's the story and then you take it away from him and give it to whoever you know probably a heel could be swerve you know like the way things are going that would be a perfect person jay white's a good person to break people's hearts he's done that many times in the past where you just think there's no way jay white's winning this and then he just does didn't happen with MJF, but it's happened many times that Jimmy would know. Uh, so that's the correct story for Eddie Kingston. Get your heart broken, but at the same time, now you are relinquish. You're relinquishing this responsibility of being like a double and or triple champion, so that you can just you know he he seems like he's having a rough time lately physically. So maybe he needs a little bit of rest and a little less obligation. So perhaps there is like a shoot reason why. Um, but uh, as for this match and the way Eddie Kingston works, what I liked about it was um, he is selling more and that's what he should be doing. Because if you look at him and then you look at Cesaro, it's like, well, come on. One of these guys is going to beat the shit out of the other one and everybody can tell which. So I like that he's selling more because that's what he needs to do in that role anyway. Um, yeah. The the baby face should be selling. Uh, and he did that in whatever the match was last week. I forgot. Um, whatever. What match was it that he lost? Uh, Jimmy, we talked about it, but I forget now. Uh, was it Brody yeah. King? Yes. It was Brody yeah. King. Yeah, Brody King was, kicked the shit out of him and he sold. Right. Or something yeah. like that. Um, so, no, Brody King was the first match he had. So the second match was Andrade. I don't know. The chat will tell me, it? but the point is that match he sold more. Anymore. This match he sold more. Um, we'll see a match later where I was I was also particularly impressed with the selling. However, this match's finish I liked it because um, 
it was like uh, a little more believable for this for for when you do a finish like this it's a little more believable but we're going to see two finishes that are uh, or, or not not two finishes you're going to see one finish that's less believable in a similar style match so um you know overall i thought it was good for what what these guys could do not the greatest match you know nigel's not wrong but um still uh that's what you do with a guy with limited um athletic ability uh you sell when in doubt sell absolutely can i ask you guys a serious question before you continue on though about kingston now i think i asked you this last week vet but i'll ask both of you guys again now why the hell does he walk the way he does to the ring like he's about like he needs to take a shit like what's with that it's like he clinches his ass cheeks while he's getting to the ring i don't get it Takes yeah he steps. definitely he he definitely doesn't have any swagger to his uh, <laughs> to a, his gate there he's a goofball man for real like the way i don't know man like i said why does he have to walk with little steps like we need some sound effects as he's walking maybe i'll do that next week so as he's come to the ring here you know what i mean it just it takes me away from him and the thing is, I, I want to like Eddie. Like, you know what I mean? He really is your real underdog type of guy. But he's full of shit, too. And I'm sick of all the... I get it. Everyone suffers from their own type of mental, you know, depression, right? I get it. We all do, man. Right? But does this really need to come out in a pro wrestling, you know, in pro wrestling and stuff like that? Doesn't people watch wrestling... So, you know, you don't have to think of your everyday life. You know what I'm saying, man? I just, I don't know, man. Well, he hasn't been doing that lately, so. He hasn't. That's true. But still, he does bring it up. But uh, sorry, I just wanted to say that. I don't know if Chris is ready or not, but. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready. L listen, uh, yeah. what he needs, like, because you can get, like, I, I actually think that there is money in Eddie Kingston. Because as much as he he's not a great worker, right, he does evoke emotion and when he has a storyline to really sink his teeth into and get emotion out of he's great the problem is that even like when he's booked in a situation like this where it's a tournament and every single week he has to have some kind of emotion against whoever he's wrestling you, you lose it a little bit because he's overdoing it to try to make up for it, right? Because he knows he's not. He knows he's not fucking Okada in the ring. He knows that he can't do that. He knows what he needs is to get emotion out of people. So he has to bring the emotion out of himself. The problem is that when he does that in some of these situations, it comes off as a little flat or fake. But that's what he needs to do in order to be an effective talent is to evoke emotion so he's the kind of guy who you need to write stories for like not necessarily not even necessarily you know book matches you need to write stories to get everything you can out of eddie kingston and that's like what they're supposed to be doing on a wrestling he's, company is he's writing really stories perfect for that chris he's yeah. the perfect guy for that to actually write a story about yeah no i i mean that's that's my own opinion that what do you think right well, the only thing that Eddie's really missing is the mechanics, right? Yeah. Like, he's got a certain look. It Even if it is what it is, that's still certain. And uh, he's got the promo. That's not. We believe in him. We believe everything except when he's administering offense. That's the only thing we don't really believe. 
But how you think about it, you think about his whole career. He's not a young man. Um, he's relatively young, but not young in wrestling. No, he's young, right? No. Yeah. Where has he been this whole time? He 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 had a, a short run in TNA, and then what before that? Chikara, and mm -hmm. what else? Like, how the fuck was he ever going to be good? He didn't work with anybody good. Yep. You know, it's he's only working with good people now. You know, it's like now he's 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 had a a, a wrestling career's worth of bad habits that he's it's you can't teach an old dog new tricks. He's not going to get magically better now, but like. He's only now getting to work with people that half-ass know what the fuck they're doing. Right. He was in NWA, but I mean, not long. Yeah, uh, you know. Well, Lebret hit the nail on the head. Kingston should just do the Brooklyn Brawler gimmick. Why not? <laughs> yeah, you know, Eddie could do a lot of things to 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 just make things a little bit better. I, I think he should take a look at some of like Conan's outfits from WCW. WCW. Um, remember when he was wearing like the big baggy stuff or whatever? He was wearing like a lot of baggy uh overalls and that kind of thing. I oh yeah. I'm not I'm not fat shaming the guy, but like you can cover up your your least impressive aspects, right? And his least impressive aspect is I mean, the mechanics aren't great, but the least impressive thing about him is the fact that he looks like a fat plumber. Like he does not look like an athlete, right? right. Only thing before you even go any further, before you even going further, I just want to push back and say there's been a lot of people who look like Eddie Kingston and made a lot of money in wrestling 50, 60, 70 years ago. So it, that, that's yeah. not necessarily the issue. And as long as you have, as long as you have those other things to make up for it, like the promo, right? Yeah. You know, like you, you take a, you, you this is like um I'd much rather see an Eddie Kingston than say a Trevor Murdoch, for example. So oh yo, no. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's basically uh that's it. But but I you know, there he's not completely unprecedented, is all is all I'm saying. But yeah, you no, could you could be more flattering for yourself, but that's the thing. He's like he's wearing that singlet top. And that's holding some of that gut in. So imagine if he let it out. Well, <laughs> like... and every once in a while he lets the straps down, and it's like I. Oh, and he's got saggers, man. That's like, not legit. Yeah. It's yeah, not the way to do, do it. But anyway, I'm going to stop that. giving advice to Eddie Kingston, who is a you know relatively successful professional wrestler, and you know making yeah. More How money many points do I... you have in the Continental Classic, Chris? <laughs> yeah, Chris. I don't know. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Know. Do we even have a Canadian in that fucking tournament? I feel like we're being robbed. It's a continental tournament, and we don't even have. I don't Canadians think there is, it. bro. It's fucking nonsense. Not one Canadian. Not even a Japanese guy. That's it's just you know. quietly. And I hope you guys remember that Eddie Kingston was the representative for AEW in the G1 this year. Mm -hmm. So uh, just putting it out there, he's got experience. He's got mm -hmm. experience. The only guy that's got experience in this tournament. So just keep keep that in mind. In, in this tournament. Well, not uh, this tournament, but the style of tournament, not, right? Yeah, so. This is not that. One of these things is not like the other, Jimmy. That's true. That's true. <laughs> no, I agree with that. All right. Next up, we've got John Moxley giving a promo about how Roosh was a, was a hard match and how Swerve is going to be a hard match, but... Uh, it it's a shame for the helmsman to be surprised by the wind. What? What does that mean? Oh, you're the poet. Where the fuck did he get that? From? <laughs> I, 
What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what? That was this that is, was a great bit. What kind of Herman fucking, Melville shit is that? This was the ultimate <laughs> warrior repeating something that he heard incorrectly or something. This is just fucking bad promo. Um, wow. Anyway. They, they do a lot of seafaring in Ohio? Fuck. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? You're from you're from the uh, least fucking likely place in the world to have a helm. Anyway, uh Yeah. You should just be called Sir Sir Jonathan Moxley from now on. Come Absolutely. out in the suit. Sir John. <laughs> Sir John Mox. <laughs> uh Sir John of Moxley him. Uh that would be <laughs> um fucking whatever <laughs> <laughs> like like bethlehem uh anyway he says uh he says yeah so it's gonna be a long night uh, so make sure you good. pack your lunch swerve which i'm pretty sure they have catering mm -hmm. i'm i'm at least certain that they have water back there <laughs> And you know what's funny though, Chris? The, the fact that Moxie would have thought how smart he is by doing this weird ass promo that doesn't belong in pro wrestling. It just sounds like he said gone with the wind. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he could have he could have just said, you know, swerve, you have all of these things to say, but frankly, my dear, I just don't give a damn. <laughs> it would have been a better fucking reference. I yeah. Anyway, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Backstage, his wife is talking yeah. to Hook, who doesn't get a chance to answer. The question that was asked. This happens a lot in AEW, where Renee asks a question, and before the person she's asking the question to is able to answer, someone else is just there automatically, but they mm -hmm. weren't seen beforehand. Yeah, do you think she could just like one of these times when she's backstage, she could look to her right and say, Hold on, I'll I'll, I'll just ask them a question. They're walking yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. Now hook. You've had real problems with, oh, speaking of uh, who I was going to ask about. Oh, there, there you are. What do you think, say about this? At least it would fucking come across as realistic. Um, anyway, yeah. Wheeler Yuta. They, they, don't, they don't like each other, and they're going to have a match. But the honorable mm. Wheeler Yuta doesn't want to have a, a match under honorable wrestling title Japan Ring of Honor. Uh belt thing that he has he doesn't want to have a match under those rules he wants a match under the ftw rules so and what does that involve no rules yeah also lazy oh. booking as they say in the <laughs> business yeah cool do whatever cool. the fuck you want FTW yes but you know what it was a hook appearance so on my menu i'm choosing one hook and i will take it <laughs> and hook was perfect here I love just his perfect delivery. It's like, you kick Shibata in the balls. <laughs> like, it's so good. He's so good. I just want to give him a hug and say, good job, kid. I'll be your, I'll be your new dad, and I'll actually teach you wrestling. Uh, oh, nice. That's cool. Except that's, nice. that's Christian's gimmick. That's not, you don't, that's not. Well, my gimmick will be off screen. It's a shoot. <laughs> Christian's doing a worked gimmick here. I'll do a shoot yeah. backstage. All right. Daddy's home now, Chris. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, right. And we're not talking about Orton. We're talking about the vet right there. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Where did that go, by the way? That whole daddy's home thing, which I it's said was around. a stupid fucking thing. Daddy's um, still around. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to have no, a, really. a, he's gonna have a blow-off with, uh, with mommy. It's going to be great. Yeah. Willow and Martinez. Uh, Mercedes Martinez are up next. 
and uh, they have a women's match. So mm. Willow wins via small package, and afterwards there's an attack by Martinez and Diamante. I'm going to be honest with you. I skipped this match. I just I fast-forwarded right to the okay. end. All right. Well, shit. allow me, fellas. Go ahead. So this is that match I was talking about where Willow was in the role of Eddie Kingston here because she was selling the whole time. Now I know uh, what you were thinking, I, Jimmy. I, I you were you thinking were I was going to make a weight remark. I saw that on your face. <laughs> I'm talking about what they did in the match. So Willow basically got the shit kicked out of her and Mercedes uh, booted her all around the ring and outside the ring and basically just beat her up and down. And Willow was just selling, 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 selling. And what was good about this match, right, is remember Jimmy when we were talking about um, who was was it was Brody King and Cesaro we were talking about last week where we were like this oh, just yeah, looked yeah. like spots, right? Like a well, sequence, yeah, sequence, yep. sequence, 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 right? Whereas this looked like Mercedes was basically stalking Willow, hunting her down, kicking the shit out of her, trying to get hands on her. And then throwing her away again and then going to get hands on her and so on and so forth. It didn't look like they had a bunch of stuff planned. They didn't do a lot of rope running. They didn't do mm. a lot of turnbuckle charging. They didn't, oh. you know, they, they, there wasn't a lot of opportunity for them to expose themselves um, and take that however you want. The, the basically what it ended up being was that Willow sold, 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 and then got a surprise win. Unlike the previous match, um, I didn't like this because one, we had a very similar match already, right? Standard. And yeah. and two, um, I just didn't like this finish. Like I didn't like the actual finish of the match uh, because you know Mercedes didn't have enough damage. I don't think so. I don't like those. I don't. I never like the surprise wins like that where you know, the person is just like, you know, dominated and I just don't believe the finish. You know, it'd be one thing if you slipped and really hurt yourself and then Willow hit the power bomb on her, right? Like, and get a, you're getting pinned either way. You know what I mean? It, don't, don't try to think that you're protecting Mercedes Martinez with a small package. She's not protected. She's lost every match she's ever fucking had. It doesn't matter anymore. So if you're going to lose, lose to the finish, even if you slip on a banana peel, you could still hit the finish on the heel. Like there's nothing wrong with that, but I'd much rather see something like that than to have a match like this, uh, where you go back and forth and it's very physical and very brutal. You don't see like the super heavyweights throwing small packages around. You don't want to see you you've seen yeah. when big show tries to small package cane or something, right? You remember that time they had that match where they were trying to wrestle and right. as a rib, like it don't look good. So no. yeah, but, but even more so than that, like this is basically the same kind of match that Eddie and Cesaro had. And if you saw, um, dynamite, which I'm sure you guys did cause you did a skirmish. Um, yeah. There was good matches in that in the tournament matches there. However, like three of the three matches kind of worked the headlock. <sighs> and it's like you did you you had good matches, however, you were also on the same card as matches that were doing the same thing. So that's where, you know, 
the lost art of being able to call it in the ring, watching on the monitor and being like, oh shit, they did the headlock thing. All right, we'll do something else. Like yeah. that, that kind of stuff we don't see as much anymore. We'll but focus on the arm ringer or whatever. Yeah, it should be it should be a thing where the producers are coordinating, like, what are you guys gonna do in your match? You know, and, and make yep. sure that nobody's repeating the same stuff. Um yep. so yeah, so. this was a similar match to the match we already saw uh on this show, but it was good. It was a it was a better match because they weren't trying to run spots. They were wrestling. It was wrestling. Yeah. Well, and but, what you just mentioned is something that they've done on on this show a lot. Where and and I've pointed it out like a few times with Jimmy. You know, every fucking match on a night will start off with brawling around ringside. And I'm just left going, did nobody fucking talk to anybody backstage? Is there just no communication? How, how's your match going to go? Well, we're going to start off by brawling around the ring. Okay, cool. You go to the next guy. How's your match going to How's your match going to go? Well, we're going to start off by brawling around the ring. No, you're not. They're doing that in their in their opening match. Or no, you or no, you're not going to do that. The main event guys want to do that, so you got to do something else. Like there, there's got to be a fucking pecking order, and there needs to be more communication backstage, so that we're not just getting three straight matches where they're focusing on a headlock, or three straight matches where everybody's on the outside of the ring or three straight fucking matches where it's a fucking tag team match. Can we just get like somebody backstage to have a little bit, just a tiny little bit of, you know, quality control in AEW because that's all it takes. It doesn't take a lot, just a little bit of communication with everybody backstage. Well, it's the standard match. It's the standard AEW match guys. This is normal. This is what they do for most matches. Like the vet said, it goes one way the whole way through, and then you know the, the other guy or, or girl ends up getting the ring, uh, the win by a roll up or some shit. This is just your normal standard AEW style of match. And like you guys said about communication, I was reading about uh, Tully Blanchard. He had an interview recently, and they asked him, "Did did did did, did any of the AEW wrestlers take advice from him, Arn Anderson, or whoever?" He said, "No." Not once. Nobody listened back. Nobody. Nobody listened and nobody ever approached him for any sort of advice at all. And I believe him. And the thing is, if whoever's the agents over there right now, they're, they're, they're useless. I mean, there's no point of having any agents because if, if they're not listening, then fuck it. You know what I mean? Because then that's why we see the same style of match practically night in, night out when it comes to AEW. Yeah. However, in a points in their favor, I will say for both Willow and Mercedes and for Eddie and Cesaro, they both had a match that looked like a match that I would like to watch. It just, um, it, it wasn't just spots and sequences that they right. had set up. It looked like they, were, they were sort of reacting. They were working a little bit, even if they called it all in the back, they were still at least looked like they were trying to go with a certain flow. So they had good matches. It's just like you know, it's, yeah. it's collision. Nobody's watching. So to be fair, my to, to be fair, I wanted to get straight to the the joke of me not watching it. But my my opening remarks for for my notes were Willow and Mercedes Martinez had a decent little match to continue their program. <laughs> so <clears throat> as much as I like to get to the fucking funnies, um, <laughs> I, I also recognize that this was probably. This was one of the better AEW women's matches, even though, like you said, there were some holes in it. There was definitely some holes in it where you're like, eh, maybe don't do that, kid, right? But Mercedes Martinez is like 40 years old, so it's hard to... Older, even though. 
she's yeah. been around for a long time. I think she's older than all of us, even. So, well, she's older than you. She's ancient. I... Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, Martinez and Diamante, they attack Willow afterwards. Chris Statlander runs down, hand wrapped in fucking chains because she's so fucking cool and hardcore. She makes the save with her their chain wrapped hand. And the crowd goes mild. Um, <laughs> Renee is backstage talking to 2.0, and she asks, How does it feel to be back home in, in Montreal? And then and then Hager interrupts, and he says he's having Dan Housen investigated for sexual assault against his hat. Uh, no. Yeah. Something like that. No. That's so um, fucking dumb. Really? Anyway, the, the, the one guy from 2.0 then is flirting with Ruby. Um, who tells him bon chance, which is good luck in French. Aw, she learned how to say good luck in French because he's because he's not French. He's from Montreal, but he's not French. It's true. Yes. Anyway, Soraya is really mad about it, and she doesn't like it at all. And she says to the fat one, um, well, aren't you going to do something about it? And then the fat one says, why don't you do something about it? And then they... They leave. Ah, so. so the sexual tension really between Soraya and Tits gone hard. The, you know, that guy. Progression. I bet you. Yeah, story progression. It's always in the back. It never sort of unfolds in the ring. But I want It's always in the thing. back. Are we talking about... <laughs> Touche. Um, but no, no, honestly, you know what I think is going to happen with this? It's going to be Soraya and uh, Daddy Two-Shoes are, are the ones that are going to hook up in the end and not uh, Ruby... And Parker, that's the swerve, AEW swerve. That's a TK swerve. He loves those type of swerves. You know what I mean? That's that's cute. I don't care. <laughs> Vet, do you have anything to say about this, or should we move on? Only that watching it, I felt like I was being personally punished, but I couldn't figure out for what. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So there's a video package uh, for Swerve, and he says he plans on beating John Moxley in their tournament mm. match. Incredible. In so many words. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to beat get, you. Um, no, I'm going to beat you. Is he going to invade you. his house? Do you think he'll invade I, Moxie's house, possibly? I, I he If he does, he's going to need to be careful for needles and stuff. Don't Ooh. don't go rummaging around in Moxley's house. They do have a baby, though, so... Mm. He, he should be called the grandfather of AEW these days. We've already got a daddy. <laughs> the granddaddy of AEW, Swerve Strickland. He's the baby cool. snatcher. <laughs> I love Swerve Strickland. I really hope he beats John Moxley. All right. So next up, we have a match. Willie Mack is—he's uh, mm. mad at Wardlow because Wardlow beat up his friend. And yeah, um, this was a fun little match here. This was a good. Uh, this was like this was one of those really good examples that you can point to somebody and say you don't need 15 minutes to get over. Willie Mack did a couple of athletic things. He had some athletic facials or <laughs> he had some entertaining facials. Um, you know, he's an interesting guy, right? He's not, he's not a guy that you easily forget about Willie Mack, right? Uh, well, well, <laughs> actually it's kind of funny, Chris, let's be honest. And yet Tony yeah. Khan has managed to for. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so Willie Mack, he's there. Uh, he, he shows off a little bit, but it's a pretty quick match. I thought that the end was pretty entertaining, and I gotta say, as somebody who 
has spent a little bit of time in the gym. I was legitimately impressed when, uh, like, Willie Mack is a big dude. He goes for a Hurricane Rana, and Wardlow holds him up mid-fucking-swing and then picks him back up for the powerbomb. Like, I'm telling you, as somebody who spent a little bit of time in the gym, that's fucking strong. You have to be incredibly fucking powerful in order to do that. That was like a really impressive moment for me. It was like, holy shit, that was big. He didn't even drop him on his head. He like, he straight up like reversed course, lifted him up and power bombed him. Um, he then continues to power bomb him a bunch more times and leaves <laughs> as the, the referee calls for the bell. But um, yeah, this is a, like I said, this is a good example of you don't need 25 minutes for every fucking match. Right. Both guys got themselves a little more over. I would say that Willie Mack after this, you know, should probably get booked again, probably to lose to somebody again. But also, hey, you know, he's showing off his athleticism and a little bit of, uh, you know, he's got the entertaining facials and he's he's kind of fun, a little bit different. Right. Um, and Wardlow, just very, very impressive. Like I said, from somebody who's lifted a little. Holy shit, that takes a lot to be able to just reverse course with a guy who's that big in the middle of a Hurricane Rana and just lift him up. That was, yeah, I was I was surprised and impressed. Uh, Vet, what did you think of the match? The match was about perfect for what it needed, you know, what they wanted. Um, they gave Willie Mack more than nothing, which is what most people that face Wardlow get nowadays. Yep. Uh, and it should be that way. I mean, whatever Wardlow's doing, it's got to get progressively a little bit more challenging for him. So Willie Mack's a good guy. Um, Even if Zane Vicious thinks he should be the modern-day junkyard dog, the only thing that would be holding him back from that is he's just not nearly as charismatic charismatic, as the junkyard dog. Um, But, you know, unlike Eddie Kingston almost what he's missing but the athleticism and stuff or eddie like willie mack has gotten over by being just some fat guy uh that can do all of your favorite wrestling moves like he really will just do them all he's like a he he's like another like another a, a second coming of james storm if you will um james storm never let himself go that much but he was a guy that was just like i'll just do every popular wrestling move and drink beers you know which is somebody else's gimmick too and brush uh, my head. but then yeah, but then, um, but Willie Mack is like that. He'll give you a super kick. He'll give you a stunner. He'll give you a a tope con hero. Like he'll do all the moves that you like. Um, and and you know he's very athletic despite his looks. So that's kind of been his gimmick. Uh, I, it doesn't necessarily. Um, it's not. It's not unimpressive what you're describing with the Hurricane Rana spot into the power bomb. Uh, Willie Mack is helping a little bit. Still very impressive, though. You still have to have that change of direction and stuff. But, you know, in, in the gym, when, when you're lifting something, like, the weights aren't posting up for you either. No, so they're not. Yeah, there is no. a little bit of that. But, uh, but yeah, it was just the, the whole thing went off without a hitch, and I really liked it. Um, so there you go. It was good stuff. Jimmy, what did you think of the match? Yeah, I, I liked it too, but it was typical Wardlow. But Wardlow is a specimen, man. He's tough, and like you said, Chris, the way he was able to like reverse uh, Willie Mack into the power bomb. 
I mean, he's again. How do you destroy this guy? But what's even funnier is I still believe that AW still don't know exactly what to do with Wardlow. No, yeah, they have right. no time. fucking they idea don't. what to do with Wardlow. They're just buying time for whatever mm-hmm. they come up with, and until then, this is what we're gonna get. He's the devil, guys. He's the devil. Huh. Um, you know what? I, I right do think that. the pinnacle. I think the pinnacle is getting back together. I that'll be, that'll believe- be interesting. That'd be an interesting thing to do, I guess. I mean, whatever it is, it's never gonna be. You know, somebody's gonna be disappointed, but whatever. Oh, of course. Uh, I forgot one thing. I was gonna mention about the match that I didn't like. I didn't like this finish either. I don't like these finishes where referees are stopping matches because it's like. What is the pinfall for? If we're yep. just doing submission or knockout, then this is UFC now. Yeah. Well, and the other thing about <laughs> it too true. that bothers me, Vet, is like, okay, we're we're calling the match because the guy took three power bombs. Last week I saw somebody go through a table. Two weeks mm-hmm. ago I saw somebody get fucking ripped open by a barbed wire bat. How do you mm-hmm. call a finish in these fucking matches? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's it's not good. There's a way to do it. Like if if Wardlow continuously power bombs a dead Willie Mac and the referee yeah. has to stop it, that's one thing. You don't just walk off while the ref checks and's like, "Are you sure you're knocked out? I guess you are. You're not answering. Ring the <laughs> no, bell." Like exactly. that. That's not a finish. And and the WWE's been doing this too. Like referee stoppages. You're trying to get realism or something to you know equate with mixed martial arts or or that type of stuff, but you're not doing it correctly. There's yeah. a way to do it. They're not doing it. And that part sucks. It's the same. And and the problem is where this really comes into play is you are going to get shoot hurt in matches. And when it happens, it looks terrible. Like if you get pile driven through a table and it hit a concrete floor and then they roll you in and you kick out on two. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then when you tweak your knee and they have to get trainers out to stop it because you can't walk anymore, that looks like, well, I mean, you survived the power bomb through the tables and the and the concrete, and that was okay. So what? Do you, what? Why are you yeah, stopping it for his knee hurting? Ankle, and we have to stop the fucking <laughs> right. Or or when somebody's working an ankle and they're supposed to pretend they can't walk, you don't stop the match. So it's like these <laughs> you, you're you're doing too much. You're trying too much. You're doing too much, and you're not being consistent with it. So yeah. um, that part I don't like. Uh, you could still get a stoppage finish, but the way they did it is not the way to do it. Yeah. Would it have been better if they if they just brought in all security to stop Wardlow from continuously power bombing whoever he's power bombing? You don't even need to do that. Basically, what you need to do is you need to have the ref really more involved in what's happening. So right. you have you have him perform the first power bomb, right? And then the referee looks like, okay, am I going to count? And then nope, I'm going to pick him up. I'm going to hit him with another power bomb. This time, after the second power bomb, you have the referee say something. Are you like, are you going to pin him? Right, motion to him. Are you going to pin him? No, he picks him That's up. Not he counting even power bombs again. <laughs> Referees, referee goes, oh, come on, man, pin the guy. Like, like pin him already, right? Picks him up, power bombs him again. The referee's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You're going to hurt this guy. Like, this isn't well, right. You get the referee more involved. Like, if the referee right. can act, right? The referee can be a huge part of the story that you tell in a, in a, in the ring, right? But, but he all picks they him up to the is... fifth power bomb. He fucking hits him down. The referee's like, "Pin him, or I'm fucking calling it." He goes well, and picks him up him. again. Referee just calls the bell, right? Calls you know the, what? Oh, the, the ref, bell. 
the ref, which something AEW refs don't seem to do, is count the fucking 10 count. Isn't that what you're supposed to do, right? If you're not going to pin the guy and the guy's not getting up, count the fucking yep. 10 and then that's it. You're Bang. Right. Knockout. Right, Simple. There, there is a precedent for 10 counts. A lot of right. times they use it for double downs. Yes. But theoretically. On the single. Yeah. Including WWE. I have not seen that done in years. Yeah, they only, and that's the problem because they bring it out when somebody thinks of it. And then, right. then they're like, aha, I'm clever. I thought of an old finish. And then it's like, yeah, but you haven't been using it. So now everybody's confused. Yeah. And, and, and what the fuck just happened. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, they need to get their shit together. But, um, right. And you can, and that can, and that can lead into that, to that kind of a finish, right? That can be another thing where the referee's like, okay, fine. I'm going to count to 10. And you're not going to pin him five. One, two, three, four. The referee starts counting quickly. He grabs him and picks him up. I broke the count. Ha ha. Now you get the right. referee even more fucking frustrated. Come on, man. Let me story fucking right there, the right? You could it's still yeah, tell you, the story. You could throw the match out. Mm. Yeah. Be like, this match is a no contest now because that's it. You know, Wardlow refuses to finish the match. So yeah. it's like you tell stories and yeah. it's interesting. Um, so yeah. Yeah, we just came up with a much, much oh, no. better finish for this match. And um, it's logical, too. That's the thing. All because of actual rules. You know what I mean? All you got to do is implement the actual rules and if you, of yeah, professional and it, wrestling. It will, it, you do stuff like that, and it can play into larger stories. That's Absolutely. the whole point. That's how you get out of just having match after match after match. If you keep having match after match, you have to keep thinking of different things to do. And that's right. how you end up with three headlock stories in one night. But, <laughs> but... You know, for an example, right? Here's another mistake. Let's not just pile on AEW. WWE, again, SmackDown. Cross versus Lashley. Why did that need a finish? What it should have been was a double DQ, double countout. And then by doing that, now you don't have to... Look, you know Santos is beating Lashley. You know that, right? right? So right, right. now you don't have to think of a way to do that. He gets a buy now because Lashley's not there. So he gets heat. It's like, oh, you motherfucker, you got to skip a match, and now you're just waiting in the finals for the for whatever babyface is going to make it there. And like, it protects him too, man. Yes, and then it protects Cross. It protects right. Lashley. It can spin them off into something short, like a short program mm -hmm. for them or whatever, where you don't have to have matches tell the whole story. Like things like that. You're not just, it's not just the business for the guys there. It can be business for other people down the road. And Wardlow clearly has business with MJF. So it's still like if he has a match with a guy that he feels like he could destroy, like a Willie Mack or anybody else. And now you've thrown out one of his matches and taken a victory away from him and taken money out of his pocket. Now he's mad again. It's his own fault, but he's mad. And he's going to take, now that's even more, to, he's still going to blame MJF for that, even though it's totally his fault. So you see, Perfect. it's like the whole thing is you're, you're building everything. That's the kind of, but this story right there and build perfectly put. And you don't even have to think fucking too much, man. What do, what, what do we mean? know? It's frustrating. Exactly. What do we know? We what don't do we know. know. We're not. We're no Sean Rossap. We're no yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick Houseman. We're no, oh, no Denise Salcedo. We're just <laughs> oh, just a bunch of bums. I'm. That, I'm definitely. Right. I'm. I definitely agree that we are not Nick Houseman. We're. We're. We're not that guy. For we sure. are all remember, not one guy. Yeah. Remember when? Yeah. Well, that's true. Remember when Houseman tried to call his show the skirmish and we called him out on it? <laughs> I do remember that. And then he was like, "Oh, but, yeah, we. It wasn't." uh my idea we're gonna change oh, yeah. the name 
It was like, okay. Yeah, thanks, he Nick. actually backed down quick, man, which thanks, surprised Nick. me. Uh, I hate funny. that guy. Funny All right. Funny. So anyway, what you said about Willie Mack, it reminded me of a funny of, of a funny thing that I used to see. Um, uh, you, you talked about how he was sort of deceptively athletic, and that was that was a term that they that they applied to Jeremy Lin a lot, which was very funny when people would say that he's deceptively athletic. You mean because he's Asian? And yes, I was going to say math. yes. <laughs> like what the fuck? Say man? you're a racist without saying it. Yes. Like Wait, are you, are you talking about the, the basketball player? Yeah. God. Yeah. Where they oh, fucking man. say he was... he was deceptively athletic. What the fuck do you mean deceptively athletic? Like he's supposed to be doing math clubs, so it's deceptive <laughs> that he can do fucking a... basketball. <laughs> How uh... could a non-Yao Ming player be in the NBA? Jesus well, Christ. and Jamie Lin was, was damn good, especially with the Knicks, man. But we're not here yeah. about talking basketball there, but yeah. Yeah, but that was great. Um, <clears throat> all right, so the House of Black don't like FTR. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, moving on. Starks and Bill beat up Chris Jericho like a month ago. Do you guys remember that? No, yeah, I don't. They wanted us to don't. remember that. They yeah. reminded us. I wonder why. Why, why did they want us to remember that? Like, that was I ago. don't know. Anyway, next up, Chris Jericho's tag <laughs> team partner has a match. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's against Ethan Page. Um, and listen. I, I like Ethan Page. I, I think I like Ethan Page more than either of you two do. Um, maybe more than a lot of you. You don't have online. to think. Okay. And he looks great. Like, he, he got himself into really excellent shape here. Um, For nothing, though. But still. But, <laughs> I, 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 but the, I mean, am I wrong? But the fucking <laughs> announcers being like, this is a match between two of the greatest Canadian wrestlers of all time. And I'm just like. Yeah. What? <laughs> even even Chris has to press pause on that. Yeah. Like, I mean... like, listen, I like Ethan Page, but a country that has produced Jericho, Benoit, both hearts, Ooh. Piper, like, you can't add Ethan Page to that list and not Elicita. Wait, what? He should have said. Page. She should have said two of the greatest Canadian wrestlers of all night. oh fuck man like that was a bit much for me um he he could you know i think that he's he's a guy that you could elevate to like at least a mid card sort of belt status but right now he his whole like everything that he has as a claim to fame is that he was once impact tag team champions with a much better wrestler (laughs) like Wasn't that Brandy uh, Rhodes's promo? Like, <laughs> you're the guy. That he, you're you're the you're the half of the North we didn't want, or something. Yeah, pretty much. Um. So yeah, good job, announcers. Um, I still thought they had a pretty decent match though. Here, uh, this wasn't bad. Uh, I thought that both guys did a good job, a relatively good job of selling, relatively good job of like making it look like they were trying to win a competitive matchup here. Um, and yeah, I, I realize that I am the only person who's going to think this, but fingers crossed, uh, they do something with Ethan Page moving forward. I like him, and you know, hopefully the square, oh, hopefully the square head gets a, little, uh, gets a little push. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, the square head. Please. He's not getting pushed anyway. He's going to get pushed out of the company eventually. That's what's going to happen. Right. Well, um, 
Kenny Omega wins. Shock of all shocks. He, he um, and yeah, and then as he's and then as he's walking back, uh, not looking behind him, this is always a bad, always a bad thing to do when you're a wrestler. Don't don't walk backwards, back up the uh, the ramp. Something bad will happen. It's it's like saying I'll be right back in a fucking horror movie, or like having sex also in a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> bad things to do um uh, big bill comes out and he attacks kenny omega so that oh my god that makes sense why they showed us the video now i get it now i oh. understand why they showed us that video so now yes. they've taken out both of the golden jets kenny didn't even have a suitcase to hook at him <laughs> <laughs> and then ethan page uh limps down the ramp and it scares big bill off somehow Mm, it's his square head that's why like yeah he was like damn and he was like i'm out of here big bill was like i ain't <laughs> fucking with these slobs i'm getting out of here <laughs> yeah he's like fuck that shit no nah, this is dumb still what i mean the golden jets i don't even know why this it's even a thing right can we call them the, the golden, golden showers I, well I that's him and kore bushi really you know what i mean so but <laughs> the golden jets does sound like urine i mean think about it Golden Jets, right? Yeah. It's just, mm-hmm. I mean, shit. Their, their finisher might as well be, uh, I know they do the Golden Shower. The cross streams. Just... <laughs> yeah. They should just, the cross streams, they both start pissing on them, but this way, sort of thing, where they cross streams, yeah. and then that's it. Bang, it's over. I mean, this is dumb. I, I, I don't care. And I, and you know what? You know what's sad? You know me. I've tried to vouch for Kenny Omega for so many fucking years. I've just about given up. No shit. Yes. I've given up. Yes. No, no yes. Because I don't want to fucking... I don't want to fucking it's working, not like man. this guy. <laughs> yeah, you pricks. No, no, but seriously, man. I don't I don't want to be like that, but I'm sorry to Kenny. But he hasn't shown me shit, really, in AEW. I try to give him the, the, the benefit of the doubt, but I just can't anymore. I just can't do it. I'm done. Hmm. Yep. Well, I can say that... Uh... In a Kenny Omega match, if he doesn't randomly pull out a table, I'm just going to consider that a win. So I'll give him a <laughs> thumbs up for not trying to cripple Ethan Page for absolutely no reason with no heat. Uh-huh. Uh, good good psychology from Kenny Omega to not <laughs> kill an innocent man for no reason. Um, appreciate that. Other than that, it's exactly what uh, you'd expect. Yeah, uh, boy. Also, yeah. the announcers made me laugh today because... Yeah, they really wanted wanted everybody to think like, yeah, this really means something in Montreal because it's you know it's, it's this is two Canadians and it's like yeah, but they're from like completely other side of the fucking country. Like it's it's not like you know it's not like this was Jericho versus Omega in Winnipeg, right? This was right, right. You know, this was guys from different sides of the fucking country facing off in another side of the country that isn't either one of their hometowns. It would be like if the announcers were like, ah, yes, we're coming to you live from, from Sacramento, California. And we have uh, New York's own Kenny uh, or Eddie Kingston facing off with Washington's own um, uh, Daniel <laughs> Bryan. And uh, it, you know, it's, it's America versus America here in America. And you're like, no, that's not how this works. Nobody in no, Montreal no, gave true. a fuck. Yeah, do they? Do well, we just? Do we just think 
that Canada Canadians are just like one in one. You're all in one small town. That's you all know each I, other is. Bro, I get asked yeah, by people well. all the time. Oh, you're from Canada. Do you know Jeff? No, I don't. What are you yes. fucking talking yes, about? Yes, I do. Just I'll start saying you do. Just do it. <laughs> Just play along. You do. You do. You man. know how big my fucking country is? You could legitimately probably ask that question to Aaron. You could probably literally say, hey, oh, you're from Israel? Do you know so-and-so? Because even though there's like however many millions of people there are in Israel, it's a teeny tiny little country, right? It's just real small and cute and adorable, right? It takes a couple hours to drive from one end to the other. <laughs> it's like you drive for 24 hours and you're not halfway through Canada. So that's how fucking big this country is. Stop it. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is big. Uh uh, but you know it's not big even in Canada, Ethan Page. So <laughs> no. it was a little silly to to even try to get Hamilton, people to care. He's not and not big in Canada. Even if you had even if you had um you know featured him on the program, right? Like in, in weeks leading up and not just had him languishing in Ring of Honor. Uh, losing a feud to Tony Nice, who was also seen here watching on a monitor backstage. Um, then yeah, around? it would be, it it would be you know maybe a little more digestible that he's just here requesting a big match. Um, At this point, I mean, Nisi's like Nessie. I'm gonna call him Nessie from now on if you get the joke. Because yes, we, he's hard to yes. find. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, I would. I mean, why why not Tony Nice? Like, if we're just taking you know bland guys uh, that got themselves in shape, also Canadian. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is he? No, no he's not, not also no. Canadian. That's yeah. what I'm saying. We oh, okay. we had to have I, two sorry. two Canadians because they're in Canada, and it's the Canadia. look. Look at how <laughs> ha, how happy the Canadians are to see the Canadianers. And the whole neighborhood of. Canada like, is so excited to see fucking it. Fucking Christ! They all they all got into one one big <laughs> living room and watched it together. Literally, the living room, not in the arena. Because how many yeah. people were in this arena? Like seriously, it was dead. It was not. I'll tell you, man. As somebody who like this is my hockey team's arena. By the way, the Bell Center is my hockey team's arena. I am a Montreal Canadiens guy like i've got montreal canadians dice in my car i love that fucking team oh, such I, a I saw i saw pictures <laughs> of of this fucking arena and i just went did people actively just leave the bell center because no, i've no, no, never that, seen it this empty they were all wearing red they thought they turned up to the canadians game and uh, they realized it wasn't it right so, and then they realized it wasn't was just, and half of yeah. them left like <laughs> yeah. like everybody was just like oh it's wrestling Oh yeah, Andy uh, so Page. Oh shit! All right, definitely yeah, yeah. gone. Ethan Page is in the. Uh, you know what? Um, and, and since they're all French, they were like, um, "You not the Canadian." We surrender. We surrender. <laughs> we're going home. Yeah. So we surrender. That's yeah, I wish. I wish the fucking two point would have surrendered and got the hell out of oh. there. Then shout outs to all of those cheese eating surrender monkeys um anyway oh. lana and uh and rusev have words next yes lana and oh, rusev God. since we're calling people cesaro i'm just going back to lana and rusev um no i'm not okay i'll, I'll use their real names miro make sure to cock. explain what his wife's place is 
make me a sandwich oh. and be flexible. God damn it. Uh, no, he didn't say anything that was nearly so entertaining. Uh, but he does say that he won't lay a finger on Andrade until after the tournament. And then I'm going to make sense. Get him. So he's, he's noble now. I, yes. Okay. So he tells him when he's going to attack. So if I was Andrade, I just wouldn't turn up. I'll just be like, eh, you're not touching me, dude. I would just wear Simple. my, mask. <laughs> he yeah. wouldn't be able to recognize me. <laughs> I hope he does that. That'd be great. But they won't. <laughs> just, just have a fucking scene where Miro kicks down the door and Andrade's there in his mask. And Miro's like, where's Andrade? Andrade's just like, oh. uh, he went that way, senor. <laughs> and then Miro's yeah. like, oh. That'd be great. And then he's like Speedy Gonzalez. They do a little effect, right? He's like, yippa, yippa, bring. <laughs> Runs off with his mask. Well, you know what? Andrade is out of here, man. Anyway, he'll probably get squashed by Miro after the tournament. And he'll be straight back with his wife in Double Double E, as Kozlov likes to say. I love Double Double E. <laughs> I love Did you see me play that? I don't know if you saw me actually I do saw. that on the exit. I saw. Yeah. Right. So next up, um, Abaddon and Julia Hart are gonna have a spook off at some point. I I don't want to see that. That no thanks. No, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that match is definitely muffin worthy. I'm I'm calling it already. Whenever that happens, we need muffins. Fucking Abaddon. Uh, just awful. Anyway, speaking of awful, Penta and Commander versus 2.0 is a thing that happened. Yeah. I just assume it didn't happen. Um, Montreal probably wanted their hometown guys to win here because these actually are guys from Montreal. But, like, come on, guys. <laughs> the flippy guys need to win sometimes so that they can stay on my TV permanently. Commander so, has a new belt. He does. He got it from in Mexico. Triple <laughs> Master P owns Triple A now. That's right. Oh. Yeah. Master Pendejo. Anyway, that was a match. I'm not <laughs> talking about it. It was a fucking flippy nonsense bullshit thing that they always do, and we're just going to move on. All right? Okay. There's a video package for Shane the Trailer McNailer and Keith Lee. Um, <laughs> sorry. Nope image infringement uh shane taylor that's right that's right shane taylor and uh keith lee is he still that's a, a that's a ring of honor feud why do i have to see packages for it because because keith lee is a collision talent mm. yay but he wasn't on look tonight. shane taylor is trying very hard to make you care chris and i don't feel like you're giving him the proper respect and appreciation he's not done anything wrong he has been trying to sell you on this feud. Sure, you're not going to probably watch the match, but damn it, you can't say he didn't try. And he, you can't say he fucked it up. You just don't care. Sometimes that happens. You know, it's called Ethan Page's career. But I'm just <laughs> saying, if you, if you watch this package, right, they showed the footage from Ring of Honor, right? Uh, and 
they showed the moment. Like I said, it's the moment that Keith Lee, when he walked on my screen, I was like, that guy, that guy, the smirk. You saw the smirk, right, Chris? They even did like a, a, a close up on it, like his face. And I was just like, that's it. That's the guy. I don't care that he's gigantic. I don't care that he can do luchador moves. It's that smirk. That's what it is. That's it. That's the money. That's the guy. Give me that guy. And, uh, you know, ever since then, he's had a really uh, promising career and everything. But, of course, it's just been derailed at, at, at different times for different reasons. Um, and uh, and so we've not really seen the full potential of Keith Lee. And it may be too late to ever see the full potential of Keith Lee. But it was in know, that man. moment. It was in I that moment that I knew. I want to say that the full potential of Keith Lee was realized in that tweet where he said, um, <laughs> man, if what I'm hearing is, is true, poor Walter. Poor Walter. I mean, yeah, you know, that was uh, Keith Lee. Just don't even have him on television anymore, man. Fuck it. What for? I, I disagree. I personally, <laughs> so listen, like I'm, I'm making fun of, of Shane Taylor here. I would much rather see this than Penta and Commander versus 2.0. Like, you know, like, give me something that I can actually sink my teeth into. Get, give me a match that means something between two people who actually dislike each other. Why does it seem like Ring of Honor is being booked better than fucking AEW? They're not, but it just seems like that because the only time you hear about anything from it, it's something good from over there. Right. Also, there is a pay per view coming up, so they're kind of promoting yeah. Ring of Honor a lot. But they more haven't than even usual. been they haven't even been really playing up this feud on Ring of Honor so much. They have okay, they've well. no, they've been they've they've spent way more time on Ethan Page and Tony Nese than they have on these guys. So <laughs> it, Ring of Honor's just usually it's it's just it's just a it's just a place where people that worked in Ring of Honor pre Tony Khan can lose to guys that work in AEW post Tony Khan. So well, the, that's the basically money, what it is. The real money is in those Greek superstars like Ethan Page. Those, mm -hmm. those superstars Please, and no, Athena. Go <laughs> yeah, and Athena. See what I did yeah. there? Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. So so yeah, but but anyway, yeah. So I, I you you said you'd rather see it than the 2.0 guy shit has there been a match on this show or anything on this show that you wouldn't have rather seen no. keith lee versus shane taylor on? is there going to be no S skipping ahead to the end of the program no <laughs> nope yeah. speaking of which right. main event time andrade <laughs> faces brian danielson and you're all fined you're all fine for not having wow. watched it or for having watched it whichever you did you're fined um Speaking of being fined, Brian Danielson is not fine. Um, I actually thought this was a pretty solid match. This was this was a really was actually good, a pretty sick match, hard hitting match between two really really good wrestlers. What the fuck is going on with Brian Danielson, man? Come it on. would be one That's thing what. if the last two <laughs> matches that he got injured in were against Ryback or something. He got That's injured. It. In like the last two good matches he's had, one of those was against Okada, who I don't know if you know this, but he's a pretty good wrestler. He's not a guy who injures people a lot, right? Well, those two times where now he's injured, one pretty bad in Shibata 
He's never Not... injured anyone. Okay, sorry. Forget I even said that. I'm going to neuralize myself. <laughs> Forget it. No, look. It happens. It's pro wrestling. It ain't ballet, like like they say. So yeah, and even if happens. even if he was even if he was responsible for that first injury, that was six years ago. He'd already yeah. right. Wow, damn. And and, and now Andrade, who I don't know if you know this, but has wrestled for literally decades at this point. Mm-hmm. Not a guy known for just straight up injuring people. Now, these are the guys fault. he's getting injured against. Like, there's something right. wrong with what Brian Danielson is doing, or there's something wrong with his body because he is consistently getting injured. The next thing, the next fucking match he's going to have is going to be against Jay White. And Jay White is going to do nothing but powder and sell, and Brian Danielson is going to get injured. It's like <laughs> he's going to, he's going to twist, tear his Achilles chasing him. Fuck, man. <laughs> chasing him outside the ring. Oh man! Like, what's going on with Brian Danielson? Is his body just completely broken down at this point? Because that's what it seems like. David, I don't know. It could just be a series of coincidences that, unfortunately, really? it does happen. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it's happening one too many times though now, Vet, in a quick in quick succession too. Yeah. Well, the other thing is too, like he's he's playing it up. Because That's clearly in this match, he wants right. Andrade to go after him, you know, and, and, and everything. So that's, you know, that's part of it. Um, he Can continues to do things that uh, in the matches that kind of put him in bad situations or situations to get hurt. This is, there's a lot of things he does that he doesn't get hurt on that you would think he would, but he's getting lucky there. So I don't know, man, but I mean, no one's going to tell him any different at this point. Well, is he is he legitly injured? Can we say for sure that he's injured, or are they working us? Because this could be a yeah, work we, too. We don't know. We don't know. Right. I mean, yeah, see, he supposedly I, broke his wrist, you know, and came back early. But did he come back he early, did. or did he come back on time, or he broke his orbital bone, or but how would we know that? You know. Yeah, something fishy about the orbital bone. To be honest, man, I'm not sure if I believe that he actually broke that because no one in their right mind would come that you know come back that quick after. You know, well, you would, you bone. would if, I mean, both these things happened after he's supposed to take on more responsibilities for the company. <laughs> yeah, right? true. Funny enough, and so That's like why it could be a work. Well, but it's also why it could be a shoot because okay. he's like, I can't, you know, I have these things I need to do. I can't. I don't have time to be hurt. I need to yeah, just true. work through it. You know, I, they booked this tournament. I can't be hurt. You know, I'm supposed to be in it. We we could just say, I don't oh, have time well, to bleed. Right. Yeah. Now, if there's a catastrophe and he just actually can't work through it, then what they would end up doing is they would just take him out and then they'd give the three points to whoever was left that was supposed to face him. That's probably what right. they would do. But, but I mean... I don't know how much he's playing up what's actually happened to him. I don't know how healthy he is or isn't. That's one of those things about wrestling. You just don't really yeah. know what to believe. So, well, and, and if it's, if it's, if they're working us, right. If it's, if it's a work, I need to explain something to, to AEW management. And hopefully I'm not explaining this to Brian Danielson, which would be really fucking awful. But, um, <clears throat> If you have a character 
who comes back from injury, you know, early, right? And it's like, and it's like, I, I, I need to defend the honor of myself and professional wrestling so badly that I'm going to come back early from injury. I'm going to make it back there for the fans and for the people and for the honor of professional wrestling. And then well, he gets injured again. And then he gets injured again. And then he just, he's just like, no, but I'm going to keep coming. Even though I'm consistently getting injured and everything, I'm going to do it. I'm going to keep coming back for the honor of professional wrestling. That guy's not a fucking heel. Right. Jesus whoa. Christ. Chris, whoa, 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 you know, don't worry. Next week, he's a babyface again. It's all good. Ugh. Well, That's no, but he's the way he's the way he's working this, the matches up until this point. Um, like he's eating these people alive in there. Yeah. It's like you, he's making everybody else look bad for not being able to take out a one-armed, one-eyed guy. Yep. Yeah. And he's so you should be matches you should like to Chris's point, he should be playing up the sympathy of these injuries. Whether they're worked or not. I, I I don't think he's working the injuries. All I'm saying is we don't know how bad they really are. So yeah. whatever. But I'm just like Chris's point is that's not the kind of guy, you know, that's the kind of guy you, you, uh, you have a level of sympathy for, but he's going in there and beating the fuck out of everybody. Yep. What seems so to be right. Exactly. That he's, he's working like a heel. He's working like the, the 20, what was it? 2012, 2011, 2012, Brian Danielson, yes, you know, like. No, no, no! The, the fucking ass. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah no. Right. The I'm going to world heavyweight champion version. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna I'm um, gonna kiss my I'm gonna kiss my girlfriend and then lose the title in 18 uh, seconds. That guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That that's the Brian <laughs> Nielsen. He's working like he's going in there. He's he's he he's buzz sawing everybody right mm -hmm. until tonight or last night or whatever you want to say when he met another buzz saw. So what happens when two buzz saws <laughs> yeah. meet? True. um so yeah i don't know uh, the saw teeth thing is... ripped off and it's just a <laughs> yeah and sparks guys... fly <laughs> yeah but the thing is guys every week he's become the big show in aw like one week he's heel, the next week he's face again he's yep. healed then he's baby face then heel, then baby face. like how many times do you want to be switching all the time that's one two i don't know if you guys checked out his a uh, little video package after his match on did he wrestle on dynamite i can't remember there was a match or it was probably maybe after collision where he was meditating did you guys see that shit great more heel moves he's meditating here yeah. he's sitting there like all zen meditating like mm -hmm. why i have no idea but yeah yeah he's he's showing you how to be a, a healthier happier person but also In fuck dark you <laughs> yeah in a dark, dark room, also, man. So he's just in the like, like he's yeah. remember American maybe he Ninja. Thinks, maybe he thinks he's above a label. He just does Thank what you. he does, and then Thank people you. like oh. people on. like what he does, or they don't like what he does. They just whatever. The Blackpool Combat Club is unlikable, but yet they still feel like, uh, you know, I don't know. They're they're all dicks, but it's like I don't know. It just people like him anyway. I mean, what is what is a baby face in 2023? The, the point is, um, I don't know what else you guys had to say about the match itself, but here's another thing where uh, you had Andrade clearly, clearly 
trying to maim Brian Danielson at multiple points of this match. Like he rips the eye patch off. He attacks the eye. The announcers are saying, oh my God, his eye. You know, all this shit, right? Finally, finally puts Brian Danielson down. God, the little guy just won't stay down. And he finally <laughs> beats the shit out of him enough to the point where he lays down. And then he goes over and acts concerned. He's, now oh my that, God, are you okay? Are you that okay is a after mistake. I ripped off your eye patch and fucked up your eye and focused all of my attention on your obviously injured body part and then finished mm -hmm. you and laughed? Oh, are you, you okay now? Oh, no. Oh, no. Right. And it wasn't... It wasn't even in a facetious way. Like he wasn't mocking him, you know, like the way no, Okada did after he supposedly right. got hurt. He's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> even Okada's a bigger dick than Andrade. Andrade is now a very compassionate, caring person after he tried to, you know, cripple him for life. So it was, <laughs> it was very disappointing to see that. Um, he should have just took the win and just walked out. And then he should have bumped into the other BCC guys on their way down, like bump shoulders with them. Like, right. you know, what are you going to do? Wheeler, you to shut up, you know, just like any of that stuff, just, just to be the, the cold badass that he is. Um, but yeah. instead it was that weird moment of like, Oh, I, I do. I do care. I'm not a, I'm not a total heel. Uh, yeah. didn't like that. I part. start crying. You should have just cried. Fuck it. Why not? Just stop crying, man. Well, he's we, gonna act like need... that. You might as well. We need him to be the baby face in the in the angle of you know him cheating with a guy's wife that's going to be coming up here soon. Mm. Yeah, we need him to be the baby face other man in the marriage between Miro and CJ Parker. So, but you know what's sad about that, Chris and Vet? The fact that CJ everything not C right, not CJ Parker by the way, CJ Perry. That was uh, Juice Robinson that you're thinking See, of. Whatever, <laughs> by the way. This is why uh, yeah, I just anyway. stick with Lana. <laughs> yeah it's true but yeah lana cj whatever you want to call it she's getting more tv time than miro is you know what i mean and that's just there's something not quite right about it man like for real miro is just one big lying cuck that's it he's full of shit you know what i mean and at this point i'm over it i don't know if it's him i don't know if it's, the, well, it's clearly the company but are they ribbing him by having cj do more than what he's doing I just don't get it. Do they hate the guy? I I can't even answer that because he's a guy who you could very easily, I think, like at, there's been a number of times where you, you could make money with the guy and they just don't want to. I don't know if this is a situation where he has a certain amount of time that he contractually has to be on TV. So he just gets his time in. And then every other moment, he's like, I'm not fucking coming. No, I'm not coming into work. I'm not coming into work. Fuck you. I already did my contractually obligated minutes this Maybe. month or whatever. But that's what it comes across as. Like, well, he doesn't want to be there. How long has he been signed with this company for now, guys? It's been a few years. Yep. How many times have we seen him on television? You think all up, honestly. Twenty it's, times. Yeah. It's been more than that, but it feels wow. like it. it yeah. Feels like about twenty. I don't know. Maybe he's just. It's just the fact that he probably found out pretty soon after that the grass wasn't necessarily greener. But because he may or may not have been vocal about that, maybe in public he and was. maybe in private, that they're just like, all right, well, you can just sit off tv and uh not we won't worry about you and then that's it 
I don't know why you don't just release people like that and save the cap space, so right. to speak. Um, but that's how wrestling is. Uh, so, you know, Whatever. who knows? In 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 reality, for you know, the more people feel like they want to jump ship back over to WWE, there's not a lot of room for you, despite yeah, the well. fact that. They look like they're very clueless on how to fill their TV time. It still feels like there's way too many people there. So I don't know if it's not necessarily better to just do your best where you're at um, for the, for similar money, but um, that could play, it could play a part in it. I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with it. It could be some pettiness here, but either way um, it's not that interesting and even if it was interesting, you're still not getting very much of it. It's just a few seconds a week, so well, not yeah, really getting feels, the max value out of it either. Um, it feels very maximize your own minutes. Like maximize your own minutes, yeah. though. When you're on the fucking TV screen, come across as a star. Yeah. <laughs> Sonic the Hedge Rat says he misses the professionals. Uh, the professionals of WWE. Professionalness, wow. I think, is what he was trying to say. But was it professionness? Yeah, but it, then again, it's like <laughs> that maybe is a different regime, but that professionalness fired your ass. <laughs> like, and they fucked with you before that. They're yeah. like, oh, you have a hot wife. Well, now she's going to make out with Dolph Ziggler all the time and Bobby Lashley and, and all this and other bullshit. Gonna, and she's going to straight up. And fuck, Enzo. Yeah, this guy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, if, yeah you want to go back to that? I wouldn't. I'd be, I, you know what, I'll do video game character in this ridiculous company for the same amount of money and not have my wife be considered a, you know, Jezebel. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and grade this bitch and get the fuck out of here inside of two hours, guys. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that this episode of collision is deserving of a C minus. There was a couple of matches on here that I didn't mind. Andrade and Brian up. I think whatever the injury thing was again. Um, and also Daniel Bryan constantly hurting himself is, you know, concerning. Um, other than that, there was a few people on here that I like. There was a few, you know, promos that were decent. And the rest of it was pretty much garbage. Um, 2.0 don't deserve to be on television. Uh, if you can't make room for a Miro match, don't make room for 2.0. Um, and that's about my thoughts on this. It's about a C minus. There was some good stuff. There was some bad shit. I was relatively okay with the fact that I had watched it and spent the two hours to see it. Well, <laughs> let's go with Vet first. What's your uh, what's your score? It's a D minus, and that is a soft D minus. It really wants to be an F. Uh. uh <laughs> What brought it up from a hard F is the match quality. You had a good opener for what it was, a good women's match. You had a good main event. I didn't want to see any of those matches. So that hurts it. And then the fact that we had to see not only 2.0 backstage with Swagger talking, but you also had to watch a match with them. Ugh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it took all the goodness... Uh, that this that this show had to offer just to drag it out of F territory into a D minus. Yeah, good deal, Jimmy. What's your letter grade for the night? 
I want to say D with what Vet said, but I'm going to say C minus because I'm going to see myself out of this shit. So I'll say C minus. And like you guys said, great opening match if you want, and I use that term lightly. Great main event again. I use that term lightly, but these AEW standards. Um, and um, yeah, in ring work was good. Everything else, I'm not too sure about because it's the little things that really disturb me with this company and the show. So uh, yeah, I'll say C minus. Right on. Well, that's that's gonna do it for the uh, for the wreckage this week. Um, let's go with Jimmy first. Jimmy, the people want to hear more from what you have to say. Where can they find you? Well, if you aren't sick of me already, because I've been we've been doing show after show for the last few days, but you can follow me on the X at DJ Mass Effects, and you can follow us at the PWC Network. Like and subscribe right here at channelattitude.com with five bucks. Not only do you get the realest talk in pro wrestling, but also the best. I mean, mediagroup.popping.com and the PWC network.popping.com where you can find all our other shows. And yeah, man, we've been everywhere, guys. So uh, yeah, that's about it for me. Right on, right on. Well, Vet, where can the people find you? And if they want to hear any of the opinions that you might have, how would they do that? Well, the best way to hear the opinions that I have, well, actually, you probably won't hear them because I have them. I'm not the opinion distributor or you know, the opinion giver, I'm more the opinion haver for the most yeah. part. But on social media, <laughs> I will be at opinion haver. So uh, you can you can uh, solicit my opinions there, I suppose, if you'd like. You have to ask me my opinion on something. You can at opinion haver on all social media platforms. Uh, you could find me um, every Wednesday, uh, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern for the... Uh, Next up, we're going to review a big right here, Nandez. We'll probably have to talk about Deadline Wednesday. I'm looking forward to watching that, but I'm going to do it. And then um, you're going to find me every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 p.m. Eastern for the Impact Attack with Brandon, where we talk about TNA Wrestling. Uh, and they were down at AAA for this past taping, so you're going to see a lot of uh, you're gonna see, um, Mexican moves. <laughs> um, gonna be All on that. that one and uh that should be exciting and then um yeah there's that uh and check out uh i know you guys would love this um i tell you to check out wrestling with rib rogers all the time now, i know you guys probably don't always do it but if you following up that excellent mark henry interview this week they had a steal on there Ooh. so Who's more topical right now than CM Punk? And this is the guy that brought him in and taught him most of what he knows about the actual wrestling business and not the backyard wrestling business. So you hear lots of fun stories and stuff with Ace Steel for another two hours on Wrestling with Rib Rogers. Great time. Um, can't can't put it over enough. And God damn it, it's free. It's not like you have to sign up for something. You just get a free two-hour a steel interview with Rip rogers so what are you guys doing you know check that out and then um you know as for anything else stevie richards always doing stuff posting stuff adding videos um, he probably did something while we were on the air here but uh stevie richards wrestling analysis stevie richards fitness stevie richards tech channel big <laughs> fitness show with stevie richards and big mike barons just so many things so follow him at all those things. Yeah, awesome. Uh, shout out to Stevie. 
He's just a legitimately good dude and deserves all of the success that he gets and more. Um, you can find me, if you'd like to, at Twitter. Yes, Twitter. You fucking assholes. It's still Twitter. At, uh, at ChrisAms1. Um, you can go there to see all of my... Uh, everything I have to say about pro wrestling, politics, and everything else. Um, you can find me right here on the HMG and ChannelAttitude.com for this show and Rampage Uncaged. Um, you can also find Jimmy and I's review of uh, Deadline. If you if you want to get some notes for your for your conversation about Deadline, bet you can you can listen to the opinions that we have. <laughs> yeah, I'll, just, um, I'll just steal all your guys' shit and then regurgitate yeah. it. That's cool. Oh, it was a flat line. Put it that way. Ooh. Yeah. It's yeah. Not a, it was not a good show. I Honestly, I feel bad that you're going to have to watch that. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, but you can also find me on the PWC Network, where me and Jimmy have a number of shows, specifically our flagship, The Skirmish, which is our Wednesday night review of Dynamite. Um, find us over there. And, uh, yeah, like I said, like I always say, if you want, you can try to find me on Lake, in Lake of the Woods. Ontario, Canada, but there are 14,000 islands. Good luck. Um, and 14 million trees. Or billions and billions yeah, and billions, billions yeah. of trees. What, uh, all in one backyard? Come on. All no, in my really? backyard. I kid you not, man. It's, it, it's true. You've got to show them one day. <laughs> I yeah, swear. It's the backyard, <laughs> but they're not wrestling. Ha! <laughs> ha! All right. Anyway, uh, yeah. Subscribe. Oh, Ethan Page match viewings? No, no. Aww. Subscribe for five dollars a month. It is the easiest, is the best, is the best investment of five dollars you could possibly make in professional wrestling. Uh, right here, channelattitude.com. Other than that, goodbye, good night, Olay. Peace.
PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.